1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You're listening to the writer than you podcast.
3: What a marvelous and beautiful day. We've got the NFL in the books. It is back. It is Friday. The weekend is almost here and you are hanging out with me, Tom DeCelestino, Andrew Bogish, we think Will Brinson's going to be here an hour. That's sort of a, you know, mystery. Box number two, we think he'll be around. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. I had a hell of a day yesterday. Went to the game, Thursday night football, first time at SoFi, and got a lot of questions from people like Decel, really hoping that the experience of getting in and out was miserable. I heard it in your voice, T-Cell. Why don't you... Good morning, Tom.
4: Good morning, Bill.
3: Why don't you focus on paying off the bets that you owe, all right? I'll worry about the commute. You worry about taking that... I'm colorblind, apparently. Brown? Shirt off. Like you like you are required to. I think it looks black to me, but I guess brown.
4: Uh, this is a black shirt.
3: Yeah, okay. Colorblind and stupid. Bill Ryder. Uh, phone number 855 212 cbs Twitter Sports Ryder. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. We will delve a little bit into the world of, um, not really pop culture, I suppose politics or world affairs maybe is the best term for the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Tom is captivated by the story, and I actually for one evening, met and spent, I don't know, 15 minutes talking to then-Prince Charles, now King Charles, so I will tell that story. One of the weirdest things that ever happened to me, and very pleasant. Speaking of weird, and I'm not sure it will be pleasant, Lamar Jackson is playing a high-stakes game of chicken with the Baltimore Ravens. He has set a deadline of today for a new contract which could have consequences not only for his organization, but for him if something goes wrong. We will get into that. As I mentioned, my buddy from CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, a man who hosts a -a five-day-a-week NFL podcast, Will Brinson, will be on the program. We'll do Buy or Sell, which is very exciting. And um, Tom is very excited about the American who has made it deep into the U.S. Open. He's a big fan. And I'm looking forward to him pronouncing his name. Uh bum of the week is at the I told you out there, didn't I? Bum of the week, maybe I'll be bum of the week for doing that. Is uh is at the end of the program. We'll get to that as we always do. I uh I headed yesterday right around three o'clock to Sofi here in here in LA. And I went with my, my buddy Brady McCullough, who covers college football. For the L.A. Times and and D. Cell, who told you he can't make it on the show because he's got parental duties? And you know, I waited till we had some beers open, right? The game's underway. He's a Bills fan, by the way. He's from Buffalo, so we were surrounded by Bills fans. And I just decided I'll be a Bills fan for the night. So I got a lot of high fives. And I said, Brady, buddy, y- you gotta you gotta come on the show. And he said, Done. How about noon Eastern? And I said, I'm not on the air at noon Eastern, pal. And I appreciate your commitment to listening to the show. Apparently he's going to listen to this show because we hung out together. And then he explained to me he has parental duties in the exact window we have guests on, to which I said I basically don't care. So we'll see whether or not, Brady, you come on the show next week like you should, buddy. Um, Hell of a a football game. I, I will tell you about the journey, the adventure, the arduous reality that is trying to get in and out of that stadium. And it turns out, and I'm not throwing Brady under the bus here, I'm going to explain the context, but it turns out when you meet your buddy who actually purchased the tickets and he shows up late, you can't get into, into the stadium. Just so you know how the process works. If you ever look forward to standing outside of a 100 degree, in the 100 degree weather outside of a stadium... Um, and just hanging and chill in and being sad. Everyone goes inside. I can help you with that process and, and how and how to do it. But once inside, it's a magnificent spot. And we are going to, I think, pat ourselves on the back a little bit here, a little bit cautiously, because it's early in the NFL season. But we told you yesterday that the Rams, who have been depleted by some retirements and some defections, notably. Maybe most notably, at least right now, Von Miller going to the Buffalo Bills team they played yesterday. This is a different L.A. Rams team. And the final score tells the tale. And the level of what was basic domination for all but a lackluster second quarter by that Buffalo team tells the tale. 31-10, to Buffalo wins, dominates, and makes a statement. And I know that today the big story in the National Football League is that the Bills are for real. And that's true. It's a legitimate statement. It is an exclamation point for for the rest of the National Football League. I'll only say this. It is not a surprise. We knew this was coming. There's a reason Buffalo is the betting favorite. And you saw on both sides of the ball a Buffalo team that is good enough to be as good as anybody in the National Football League. Josh Allen is a machine. And one of the things that I love about life, going to live sporting events, and even though Cell is, you know, in the, in the traditions of former executive producer Adam Klug, is the voice of, don't want, want, don't go. It's true. He was enjoying my struggles getting in, into the game, and I did not enjoy the 14-hour commute out of the game. It wasn't quite that long, but it but it felt like it. But there's something, there's a benefit, as a fan and certainly as someone who talks about sports for a living, to see these guys in person. And there is an electric reality to watching Josh Allen play football. This guy was an utter and total beast. And even in that second quarter, when the Rams were able to tie the game up and go into halftime at 10-10, a score that really wasn't fair to Buffalo, and there were some mistakes, there was a fumble by a rookie on, I think, the first carry of his NFL career. There were some things that happened. You still could see, even from all the way in the nosebleeds where I was sitting, which, by the way, are still pretty good seats at SoFi. I was in. It's not like I was, I was not up close like my my buddy my my buddy Bill, whose name is also Bill, who's also from Iowa. That dude's tick is I don't know how he got him work. I think he was sitting on Matt Stafford's lap at halftime, pretty much. But even from the nosebleeds, you could see the incredible talent of Josh Allen. I know that Allen threw a couple picks. One of them wasn't his fault. Ball was stripped from his receiver, but the dynamic way that he throws the football, the way that he led that team especially in that second half where Buffalo outscored the Rams 21 to nothing. The four touchdowns he accounted for three in the air. The guy is an absolute machine. But the thing that was really impressive to me and the thing that that drove home the fact that this Buffalo team is more than it's possible potential MVP in Josh Allen is the defense and the smothering way that they absolutely turned a Rams offense that last year for good reason was regarded as extraordinary that is run by a coach in Sean McVay who's been given that genius title long before he actually won that Super Bowl last year Buffalo's defense made the Rams offense look pedestrian it looked basic it looked average it looked underwhelming and the 10 points they scored in the first half again were more about Buffalo mistakes than they were about Matt Stafford's excellence or that Rams getting it done. And I'm not even going to bring up the fact that Cam Akers, who I may or may not have had on my fantasy football team, was a bum. You know what? I have a little thing here. It says B, capital B, a little O and a big W, where I just write down names for who could be bum of the week at the end of every show on Friday. One says D-Cell, one says Cam Akers. It's a tough call so far. Take your shirt off, Tom. Pay the bet. Seven times, seven times the Buffalo Bills sacked Matthew Stafford at home at SoFi Stadium. That is the most of any quarterback for the Rams in the Sean McVay era. And I will remind you, although you know this, he coached Jared Goff for enough of a stretch. That's a bit surprising. And while I believe Von Miller only got credited with two of those sacks, he was everywhere. He was incredible, and it was such a in-your-face reminder of what has been lost for this Rams team. Look, it's it's Week One, and and I know. In fact, there's a former producer uh, that I used to work with who I. Don't respect at all, actually. Who, who tweeted yesterday, everyone's gonna talk here, are the hot takes that people are gonna talk about that are dumb. And he listed championship hangovers, probably because he's incapable of coming up with actual perspectives that are interesting. So he just like, criticizes the, the cliche ones. Detail looks so uncomfortable. Um, but here's the thing championship hangovers are a real thing. Because human beings, when they become incredibly successful and comfortable, have a tendency to let go, as Eric Spolster would say, of the rope. Pat Riley, the disease of more, coined this. It's a real thing. And that's normal. That's natural. That's part of the deal. You don't like the term hangover? Fine. You can be highfalutin with the Rams are suffering from a normal human psychological reaction to their championship greatness of letting go of the intensity and pain that got in there. But how about hangover? It's just a little bit easier to get to. That was on display. And the fact that the NFL did what the NFL always does and gave us a great Thursday night football game, a Buffalo team, again, the betting favorite who played like it, that's not easy for the Rams. And the fact that the Rams have lost a multitude of people, including one of their most important players, in Von Miller, who, again, was on the other side of the football. It was a perfect storm for the Rams to be disappointing. It is a very long season. It's hard also to know to what degree you even take that division seriously, the NFC West, because Seattle's going to be a a complete disaster. Maybe, I understand San Francisco was really close last year to making the Super Bowl, but Trey Lance, some of us are worried about him, and some of us, D-Cell, think, put a little mark next to your name over here in the bottom left corner of my, my paper bum of the week, think he's better than Tom Brady, which is words he actually said, and I like bringing it up again. And while Arizona would certainly be the favorite, maybe, maybe, depending on your view of Trey Lance, to be the team to compete most vigorously against that Ram squad, Kyler Murray is really good until Kyler Murray's not. And, and we've seen that before. There's a lot of time for the Rams to figure it out. The takeaway is certainly that the Buffalo Bills are, are legit. And I'll, and I'll say this, too, in, in, in closing. I'm not put out by Buffalo being elevated to this status as the hot new team. I understand it. And I saw it with my own eyes yesterday. I saw it before the first beer, after the first beer, before the second beer, and after the second beer. And then after Brady brought me something called a Cutwater, which is in a can. And I guess it's a cocktail. And it tastes good, but as you drink it, it actually tastes like bad decision making. I don't know. But on that realm of perspective and the way that maybe it impacts things, I could see with, with my own eyes, in person, the dynamic... Electric talent of Josh Allen. The execution of that offense by a first-time offensive coordinator who I thought was a little conservative, certainly in the first half, and then allowed Allen to open it up a little bit in the second half, and of a defense that was extraordinary. They were awesome. They were great. And I was almost put out by this notion. I'm not of elevating these guys to this status because I do think we've overlooked Patrick Mahomes. And I think we've made a career and a habit, and I certainly have a career, of overlooking Tom Brady, even as he approaches the age most players uh, would be on the golf course for many years retired. And we have all overlooked in the conversation in the context of who the great new quarterback is, the fact that Aaron Rodgers has won two MVPs in a row. But I saw it yesterday, and I understand it. And the fact that the weight of that... The expectations for Josh Allen. The pressure on a Buffalo Bills team that knows nothing but suffering. And being around a bunch of Bills fans, my buddy Brady included, was was interesting and fun because it reminded me of being around Cubs fans when we used to be good at baseball. Even when things look positive. if, If you can be Oregon football, you can be any team, maybe the Mets this year, that is that has success but isn't able to capitalize on it, that knows disappointment and the taste of almost more than it does championship parades and cut water drinks after you've actually, this is such a weird thing to drink, after you've actually gotten it done. The Bills have been have been mired in pressure for as long as most of those fans I sat with last night have been alive. And Josh Allen, I think it's significant, even though it's week one, it's Thursday Night Football, it's against the Rams, it's on the road, seamlessly cut through it. Was unblinking in the face of a pretty brutal stat line in the first half. I mean, those two picks don't look good on paper, even though on paper he, or in reality, he looked dynamic. This is a Bills team that has the talent, that has the defense. It made Stafford look really, really basic, and that might have the mental fortitude to be good enough to live up to some pretty massive expectations. Uh, 855 212 4CBS is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you want to give us your take. Man, the bills are good. I still like the chiefs. I still like Mahomes to be MVP. But I get it. Sports writer on Twitter, sports r e i t e r. When we come back, I'm, I'm going to tell you about my journey into Sofi and my journey out of Sofi. It wasn't. It was not easy. And I don't appreciate how much D Cell loves my misery. But we're going to lean into that. We're going to let D Cell have his little say. How happy he was to be on his couch when we come back next year on CBS Sports Radio. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here after that Rams loss. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a can't-miss offer. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, that's it. You get paid instantly. Instantly. Even if your team loses, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code writer That's my last name. Type it in, R-E-I-T-E-R. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be president of state where lawful to wager. 21-plus in most eligible states, wage age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at one 889 9789 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's four six seven three six nine. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued opt-in money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football term.
0: Selling a little or a lot. podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds.
2: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the
3: Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. So I was doing the open, start of the show, radio talk. And I would say that Andrew Bogus listens about Uh, One out of 500 times. And um, got a little text from him. Very long and loquacious, but let me edit it down. Wait, no, it's two words. No, three words. No more cut water. Why can't I drink cut water?
5: Andrew, good morning. Hey, buddy. Bill, good morning. Um, I would really like to up that. Ratio of listening, by the way, because one out of five hundred means I listen less than once a year. Oh, so this is the second time. So, let's do a quick math. I think it's more like two times a week. Oh, really? That's sweet. Yeah. So you're I welcome. Could. First of all, hello. Um, I am a, a purveyor of such pre mixed drinks. Like, give it to me. I'm ready to go. These ones just aren't my favorite. So you're an so so
3: okay. So here is my deal. I get to this game and it is. It's, it's beautiful, but I couldn't get an Uber. There was no Uber. I, I, I tried for 40 minutes to get an Uber from my house. And I decided, you guys know the ebbs and flows of marriage, right? It's up, it's down, whatever. Lori and I have been in a really good place. And so it was time to balance those scales a little bit. It was going too well. So I informed <laughs> my wife that she would be driving me to SoFi Stadium at 340.
4: Oh, no. Yeah.
3: She was pretty cool about it, actually. So then she dropped me off. I don't know. Maybe we got to about three quarters of a mile. So I'm walking. It's beautiful. There's a big pond. There's people everywhere. It's hot. It's 95 degrees out. My buddy Brady sends me a note because he bought the tickets, and I zelled him. Hey, man, I'm going to be – he's running. I may not make kickoff. And for me, right, I'm at this place. It's 440 maybe. Like I'm well, – I have an hour to go, and I walk up with my little – ticket he gave me, and it does huge red... I look like a guy trying to sneak my way in. Big red... Apparently, the the service he purchased, the the, the ticket provider, has something where you have to use the app. So I call Brady, he's arguing with his Uber driver, I can't get in, 30 minutes go by, he's like, I'll try to send it to you, and then I, I did the hey man. Maybe if you just send me... You know, maybe there's a way to do it, and he gave me his, his info. He just sent me his, his provider sign-in. In unrelated news, um, I got so many Harry Styles tickets at 500 bucks a pop for a few weeks from now. If you guys want to make it out to L.A., it's going to be great. So I get in there. I still got an hour to go without my buddy, so I get a beer, right, watch the pregame, and about, about 15 minutes before kickoff, I get another beer and some nachos. Mm. So I feel like I'm good. Like, I'm good, right? I had a couple beers. Brady shows up. We do the whole hug thing. What's going on? Good to see you. Why aren't you on the show? I like your beard. Awesome. Then he leaves at the first quarter and comes back with this can. And I thought, oh, he got me, you know, a canned beer that, and it was a Cutwater. I'd never had a premixed cocktail, and it brings us to Andrew Bogish. Andrew, I'm kind of into the idea of premixed cocktails. What, but Cutwater is not. What's the ranking? Where, like, where should I begin? Quality wise.
5: Oof, that's a good question. Now I can. I, I think I'm more prepared to tell you what not to have. Like There are okay. pre-mixed Jack Daniels drinks, and I love Jack Daniels with Coke. you got to do that yourself. You can't, okay. you can't get that done pre-mixed. That just doesn't work. Um, there are a, a couple of good uh, versions of Moscow Mules with different flavors, a Ooh. tweak here or there of an ingredient giving give it a, a bit of a different flavor. Those are good. Maybe I just haven't had the right cut water, but I had one of their
3: tequila drinks, and I just didn't like it. I don't know what flavor this was. It tasted a little medicinal. Mm. But I also was really it was very warm and I wanted I wanted the, the, the drink. Is there a good gin and tonic mixed pre mixer?
5: I don't like gin and tonic to begin with, so I can't okay. I can't answer that question. Part of the my objection as well, my introduction to cut water was at a Met game and I'm sure just like yours last night, what should be like a five or six dollar can was oh, yeah. like twenty something dollars, which is just it could taste like brilliance, and I just yeah. can't I can't accept paying that much for it.
3: Oh, trust me. I was so hot when I finally got into that stadium. I was dying, and I, yeah. I got a single beer in a can, and the guy rang me up, and it was $23, and I tipped him because I kind of felt like I had to. Yeah. So explain. Wait, Diesel, you wouldn't tip the guy? Of course he wouldn't. Really? You felt necessary to tip him? It's hot. He's working. He's got the plastic gloves on. He opened the can with a bottle opener so it was – I felt like he was a pro. I, I mean, I won't say man in a desert needing water, but it felt that way to me. It was hot there, man. Yeah, I mean, so it was a $27. I haven't told my wife this. I really hope she's not listening. I <laughs> think well, she is, though.
5: Here's my side objection. That guy does deserve a tip, but a lot of the automated ones now, because every place is cashless, it defaults to like a 20% tip, which you're not. I'm not giving you for a can of a drink. Like, I might tack on a dollar or two, depending on exactly what i'm getting but to do the predetermined like 10 mm-hmm. 15 20% that's asking a lot for opening up a can of soda for me
3: i'm a 22% tipper at a restaurant i'm 15 if restaurant. you're dad. definitely Wow, diesel is like shocked diesel doesn't even tip he actually doesn't pay well, the bill well he goes to restaurants. He, he goes to the bathroom and leaves right
4: <laughs> that's right. fair i'm more wondering where you got 22% from
3: i don't know i just think like those folks or i've done jobs like that people are, are working really hard and I, you know, just sort of factor into my own budget. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip well, but last night I did 15 percent because it did auto. And I'm like, I'm not, like the guy's still gonna make what's fifteen? It's three bucks every beer he opens. Yeah, that's a, that in that
5: range. I'm, I, I want to be a good tipper. That's a lot to me. Like too much. That's a dollar. A, I mean, at a bar, I wouldn't give more. It's like a dollar a drink. So I, you I, can, you go custom, one dollar
3: add on. Done. Here's my thing. I accept the stupidity of having to spend $25 for, for a beer that's not very good. I understand that's the scam that the, the arena plays. And so I'm just going to, like, lean into the scam. Like, okay, if I'm going to get price gouged, I'd like to just bake in for this poor guy who's, you know, he's not a Kroenke. He, he's not taking the, the profits and going to his island, right? Like, the guy's working for a living. Oh, oh diesel, diesel, you are a caliber. Let me just – do you know how many times – so so bogus, I have a little list here that I keep every day for bum of the week on a Friday. Yeah. And I've never done this. It's like it's like third grade. I've got D name with two check marks after it. I don't I mean, even do check marks.
5: Again, I I'm the bad guy in this threesome, but this is the guy who doesn't tip now after wow. telling us how he doesn't give people directions when they're helpless <laughs> in the street.
3: That's right. He doesn't do free
5: stuff.
4: Right. I mean, listen. It's not exactly breaking news that I'm a bad guy. I would not feel it necessary to tip in that situation. I just wouldn't. Do you tip when you do carry out? No. Bogus. Do you? I I did not for
5: a long time, and I didn't realize how much of a you know what move that was. Yeah. But I still don't do the full twenty, ten. like at a like a, if I was sitting down at the restaurant.
3: So my brother owns and runs a pretty nice restaurant in Denver, plug alert, American Elm, very good. And so I call him with my with my restaurant questions, and 10% carryout is very appropriate,
5: Yeah, what I do now.
3: But then I'm also confused,
5: too, if you order through one of these apps now, is the tip that they're suggesting, is that for the driver? Is that for Ooh. the restaurant? Like, there's a whole, I, I don't know how, that, how to work that either.
3: Here's what I think. I think it's for the driver.
5: I think it I is, think too. It's the,
3: the drive, you pass on the responsibility of the driver tipping to the restaurant, which he's not going to do, but you Ooh, have, no. you've you've taken yourself out of that responsibility.
5: Now, if the guy works for the restaurant, that's a different story, but if you're doing Postmates or DoorDash, right. he doesn't work for those places. That money's for him or her.
3: And he can tip as he wants, but he's got to go back there all the time. So either they understand there's a business relationship or they don't. That's on him. All right, He's going to pull a D-cell. I mean, he's going to pull a D-cell. Of course he's not he going to tip. What are you throwing your hands up for? The whole time we were talking about tipping, you were reacting as if we were describing stealing money from your pocket. I've you never, offended. I've
4: never known anyone that's tipped in that situation. In any situation, or which one are we talking about? I'm the, your specific situation of last <laughs> night at a stadium at an arena like that. Really, really.
3: I mean, I'm trying to. Th- yeah, no, the tip came up twice because I went back up for the for the nachos and the, and the other beer. By the way, I felt like it was a baller move. The woman definitely gave me some respect. I went up to get my nachos and my new beer, and I had another beer in my hand, and she goes, do you want to throw that away? I go, oh, no, I just, and she, like, gave me the nod of approval, so I gave her, I think I gave her 20%. You chugged it in front of her? <laughs> no, I just said, can I, no, I want both. This one's still here, I just don't want to come, <laughs> she's like, oh, so you're getting, a, like, a backup beer? I'm like, exactly. And I got a little, yeah. All right. My man.
5: What are the, give me more nacho details. What was on top of the nachos. Was it in a ram's helmet?
3: No, it was just in a little in, you know in a little travel container. They were very good. The cheese was strong. We had some guacamole. We had some pico de gallo. I got the um mm. oh, what is it? What what is the uh the meat begins with the that's kind of like a beef a shredded beef. It's a little spicy. Barbacoa? Barbacoa. I wasn't going to. me trying to say barbacoa is like Diesel this morning trying to say Francis.
4: What is Francis' <laughs> last name, Diesel? Um <laughs> It's not Tofo. <laughs> <laughs> he called it Tafoe today. I'm like, hey man, can we do some, do us-?
3: I'm like, let's do some some let's do some let's do some, let's do some tennis and buy ourselves. And he's like, Yeah, I'll get Tafoe in there. And I had this pause <laughs> I was
4: so confident.
3: Where I thought, Are we shifting to breakfast talk? Tefo, I don't know <laughs> what that is, but you didn't I know you didn't tip when you bought it this morning. No, it's okay. He's see now I can't say his name because I made I said Tafoe so many times, to yeah. Tiafo. There you go. There, there you go. go, Francis. There you go. Uh, yeah, barbaco- barbacoa. Food was excellent. Now, I will say this. Um, getting there wasn't easy, but my wife was able to drop me off, and she was actually cool about it. I was shocked. She was very sweet about it. Walking in wasn't terrible. It's a long walk, right? It's a beautiful place, but the campus is far from where you get dropped off, and it was hot. Okay. Not being able to get inside after waiting in line was pretty annoying, but that was a mix-up by me. Okay. Go into the stadium, it is beautiful, none of it's exaggerated, it's the most beautiful venue I've ever been to in sports, in terms of the technology. It's not, you know, it's not Wrigley Field or Allen Fieldhouse or some, but in terms of like the the actual design and the newness, and it smells like a fresh car, it's incredible. I had a great time, and I I was leaving with Brady, and I was thinking, this was great, I don't know why I didn't, I should come, I actually texted, we had from from on yesterday, and he's like, we should go to a game together. And sometimes people say that on the air. I never follow up. And yesterday, at the end, in the fourth quarter, I, te- I texted E. I'm like, dude, let's do it. So we're going to make plans. Shouldn't have done that because it turns out leaving the the stadium is the worst thing on the face of the earth. I won't bore you with the details. Okay, I'll, do you want the details? D-Cell loves the negativity.
4: I want all of them, all the details.
3: No signage of where the Uber pickup, rideshare pickup is. We walked completely the wrong way. We finally found it. I think we spent 30 minutes, Brady and I, we're going different directions. He's going to Santa Monica. I'm going to Manhattan Beach, trying to get an Uber, couldn't get an Uber. Then I, one of these guys that's in the neon vest who's directing traffic is screaming, and I'm not really paying attention. I think he's just yelling to people. And I realize he's screaming, You got to walk way, a mile away. The Uber will never come here. So I walk up to the guy, and he was like, Happy to, like, what, excuse me? He's like, Bro, you got to walk. He gave me the directions. And it sounded a little suspect because I, I thought he wanted to get rid of us, walk down that way. Long way, walked a mile in the heat, maybe half a mile, and then we couldn't get an Uber, and then Brady got one. Literally, it turned out a guy, this is true story, a guy named Chris, Uber driver Chris, who lives about 15 minutes from the stadium, was sitting there watching the game with his wife after a long day working, and said to his wife, I know what it's like to be stuck at that place, let me just turn on, he's a driver on the app, and he saw Brady... And he thought of Tom Brady, apparently, and thought, I'm going to, I'm serious. So I'm like, this guy rolls up and gets us, and he's like, what's up, my man Brady? I'm like, I'm not Brady. He like, turns to my buddy, what's up, my man Brady? That's a name, for football, get in. Only reason we got out of there. He told us in the drive, he's like, yeah, I just saw your name and Brady, and I like Brady, and it just felt like a connection in football. And we go, you you left your house to come get us I'm like, "Yeah, bro. Right, thanks. Thanks. He goes, yeah, you would have been there for like 3 hours. So I don't understand the exit strategy yet. I don't have that figured out yet. It that sounds might have been like
5: bad. it sounds like they didn't think about it as they built this place because I yes. saw multiple people on social media who were at the game posting basically SOS messages like you guys were in parking lots and waiting areas like we don't know how to get out of here. Like I don't I can't comprehend how you cannot have planned better. That thing costs what five billion dollars? Four there should, years to make. Yeah, there yeah. should be like moving sidewalks. There should be, you know, beam me up, Scotty. And all of a sudden, you're five, you, you know, you're five miles away at this big Uber pickup
3: complex. Right. Like and Elon we, Musk's, right. um, The tunnel company he's making. What are we doing here? So. I Again, I've, I've said this. I'm not necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed. I do tip, though, Tom, but I'm not the sharpest guy. I, I realized when, when the when the gentleman who was directing traffic told us all to leave that the Uber holding area, right, we're all there, is one-way traffic going – there's no way for an Uber to get in. As I, like, looked at it, I'm like, where would the Uber even come from? Because the Uber pickup area is one-way traffic to the street in front of you, which is the parking lot. And the only way to get in is the back route, which was one-way traffic the other way. I don't even think Ubers could physically get in, even if they wanted to battle traffic, which they're not going to do. To your point. So that was a thing, huh? Because when we drove home, I saw people, they must have been three miles from the stadium in clusters on corners with their phones out. Yeah, and that's unacceptable. So what's the move next time? Have Lori pick? I almost called Lori to pick me up, but I'm, I thought I... No, the movies don't can't. go. Yeah, the movies to no, stay on go. your couch. That's really fun, man. I mean, so I don't go.
5: I love the Giants. I the last Giant game I was at, I worked it. It was the year after they won their second Super Bowl. They played the Cowboys on on opening night, and I was there for XM. I would never, ever, ever go as a fan. Be, not even because my house is better. I just can't deal with the po- like the the leaving that place in Jersey
3: is a different hellscape. So like, no no thank you. But if you're not working too late cuz if I remember right cuz I've covered a bunch of Giants and Jets games, y- as long as you leave 50 minutes or 60 minutes after the game ends, you can catch the train, right? to Secaucus.
5: Yeah, but even like then either you are Waiting in a huge, disgusting mass of people to get on the first yeah. trains out, or you've got to plan for that one hour break after, after the game, after you've already been there for, you know, you got there two or three hours before the game to get into the hellish parking spot. Then the game happens and it's the Giants, so the game normally sucks. And now I'm going to kill more time for people to clear. Like that's just, that does not make any sense to me.
3: I guess the other option is to drive. But apparently, Chris, the Uber driver hero, told us, I didn't even look it up, it's $150 for a parking pass.
5: Okay, but if that gets me out, I can maybe, maybe once a year, I can accept that.
3: It gets you out, but I mean, looking at the traffic, so we walked a long ways away, so we were far from the, the main traffic jam, and we still took forever to get to the, to the 105, the, the, the interstate, but I think you'd be in that, I think you'd be in that parking lot for two, or three hours, potentially. It's,
5: I don't get it. I don't understand. And they're all like this. The one in Vegas apparently is terrible, the Dallas one's terrible, the MetLife is terrible. It's, it, it's like they didn't care. They don't just come, spend your money, and then if it takes you four days to get home, not on us.
3: I mean this is why Wrigley Field or even Yankee Stadium, anywhere that has a public transportation option where you can just get right into an actual train and go to your home despite the crowds is the best. or it's in a neighborhood and you can just walk is the way to do it. So we so I I I guess we decided I should tip more and I should stop going to the game. I should just no. should I just should I ghost Ephraim?
5: Tip less, don't go to games. Stop tipping, stop going to games. Like they they go hand in hand. You don't go to the game, you can't have to, you don't have to tip the beer guy. So you win the please
3: What about the Ephraim invitation? Do I just ghost him?
5: Yeah, he's not gonna follow up. You're good. You there's no <laughs> action needed.
3: That's fair. No action necessary at all. All right. Um I, you know what? I, I wanna talk to Lamar Jackson. I also I guess because Queen Elizabeth passed away yesterday, it's a big story. d has got some surprising emotional resonance around this. And I actually met Charles, formerly Prince Charles, now King Charles. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And the, um, the very difficult decision for Lamar Jackson next here on the show after we get a, a CBS Sports Radio update.
6: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: You're listening to the Writer Than You
3: podcast. This NFL season, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, Thanksgiving, and Christmas triple headers, the international series, and every postseason game. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free. Get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the Zone AutoZone. Diesel, um yesterday, after the longest reign in history for for Britain, after a long life, Queen Elizabeth passed away. And obviously it's a big story. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, she has inspired movies, a Netflix series. It's very interesting and very compelling. Have you seen um, The Crown?
4: I did. I did watch The Crown.
3: Are you caught up on it? Because I did not watch the last season.
4: I actually did not watch the last season as well. Yeah. Uh, you said you were um, somewhat moved. I
3: was or, moved. Or fascinated. I was
4: yeah. in our newsroom yesterday when I heard about the Queen's passing. I watched coverage wall-to-wall yesterday. Hours and hours of coverage. Uh, a lot of it was unfamiliar to me i don 't know all the inner workings, having watched the crowd on Netflix though I was somewhat familiar with it, but i was uh, I was captivated yesterday
3: so here 's my um my brief connection to, to 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 that family I suppose i um I went to the University of Missouri, I studied journalism, and one semester we I studied abroad in London, which was really fun and a great time. They also had you do an internship and I interned with a newspaper called the express d cell. The there are three kinds of newspapers in England. There are the good ones, the Telegraph the Guardian. There are the bad ones that have what's called you know what a page three girl is. No, not at all. Okay. Well you buy a newspaper and it's a tabloid and you turn to page three and there are girls there as I as I understand it. And they are not wearing clothes. Yeah. Oh god. it. <laughs> and that that's that you know, that has um Stories about UFOs and the Mandela Effect and basically my general interest level. And then you have newspapers right in the middle like the Express. And you know, the girls do have clothes on, but it isn't always highfalutin. And they had a, uh, a very prominent gossip columnist that I worked for as an intern. And he was very kind to me, John McEntee. And he would just send me to events because they were fun. It was really a great, a great experience. And he said, hey, Prince Charles is going to be hosting something in a place called the Banquet House or the Banqueting House. And you should go. So I showed up. And I ended up talking to Emma Thompson, the actress, for an hour, which was really cool. I may have lied to her and told her I was on sabbatical from Washington, D.C. instead of I'm a student, <laughs> maybe. And uh, Prince Charles came in, and all these secure people like lined us against the wall, and he was walking by, and like a moron, I said, I wonder what his voice sounds like. I don't know why that's what occurred to me. I was just curious what he sounded like. And she said, I can't do the accent. Would you like to meet him? And he, she waved him over. They were friends, and we talked for about 10 or 15 minutes. So I met, I met now King Charles, very charming, very nice guy. I really, really liked uh, our conversation. Do you remember what you spoke to him about? I know that I should. Um, no, but I'm sure that I had to continue the lie because he probably was like, what do you do? So I just <laughs> interned at a newspaper called The Washington Times, which was its own very unusual experience. And um, – I th- I think I was may have pretended that I was on sabbatical from there because she, Emma Thompson, had just played Hillary Clinton in primary colors. So I was, oh, yeah, that's very political myself. I know about the politics. I don't remember. I just remember he was very pleasant and we all made small talk. And, and they talked a good deal because he had funded some troupe she had been in when she began her career. And um, everyone around the room after that thought I was somebody important, even though my suit didn't fit me and was wrinkled. It was, and because uh, I only owned one, that's all I could afford. And uh, yeah, that's my that's my. Uh, so
4: very, he was a very nice man. That's it. That's all I got. That's more interactions with the uh, future king than I had. I feel like deep down here, he he was
3: moved by the experience too. I feel like you know, <laughs> somewhere would he Balmoral, remember you?
4: Would he remember no. you?
3: Hundred. <laughs> I mean, he might. I mean, it's. I, Honestly, he might think to him, if someone were to ask him, they don't do interviews when you're royalty, but if someone did like, what's well, the most ridiculous thing you ever had to do in the sort of duties? He's like, well, I once met a peasant who didn't know how to wear a suit <laughs> that smelled of Guinness that had not been ironed in a year. Pretending he was a political correspondent when clearly he wasn't even shaving yet. I mean, he might. I might get that. Um Lamar Jackson. Doesn't have a contract extension yet. And he could make a whole bunch of money. He could be football royalty, Diesel. He could be the king of Baltimore, if you will. But he's playing hardball, you know? He's not going to be all friendly like like King Charles was with me. And here he is talking to the media about his self-imposed deadline for a new deal.
4: As of right now, you know, we're still talking. You know, the week's not over yet. But soon, soon, probably be a deadline. Probably be cut off after this week. Kickoff, I would not be talking about a contract. Absolutely. I'm thinking straight Jets round kickoff time. Well, as far as a deadline on, in your budget. The end of this week. The end of this week, Friday.
3: That is today. I don't think the deal's going to get done. We'll see. He wants a bunch of guaranteed money. They don't want to do it. Diesel. I am amused, but you like transitions as much as I, I enjoy puns and wordplay.
4: I love a good transition. Love it's it. It's your thing. I love it. I'm not very good at them, but I still love them. Agree to
3: disagree. Hey, I'm right now. I'm doing the thing where I'm on Skype. I'm 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 tapping my nose and I'm pointing at yeah. It's my new thing. But what does it mean exactly? What is I the have Genesis? no
4: idea. I laugh when you do it. I don't mm-hmm. really know what you're trying to tell me though.
3: I'm like I'm with you, bro. I see you. I feel you. It's kind of what you know. It's like you and I are where where me and me and then Prince, now King Charles were. There was a connection. Funny side story to that. I got sent to interview some model. That was the actual reason I was there for this gossip columnist. And I went up, and she was, as you would imagine, extremely beautiful. And um, I went up to her and tried to talk to her. And, and, I mean, I've been dismissed by many women in my life, but not like this one. This, And I was just, I wasn't trying to ask you out. I'm aware I'm I, what I look like. I'm aware what you look like. I'm just, with her. And she, I mean, it was, you know. And then after Prince Charles and Emma Thompson went into this dinner that I actually didn't have a ticket to, they, I got invited by Emma to sit with her, Emma, like we're buddies. Um, anyway, I couldn't go. That model made a beeline for me. I remember later she probably thought my last name was Texaco or something, right, or whatever. You know, it was 1998, so I guess Steve Jobs' joke wouldn't work. Like, you know, his younger brother Donnie Jobs probably too soon. I don't know. Um, And just high on the experience of having met Prince Charles and Emma Thompson, I blew her off. Like, yeah, no thanks, and got in my car, got in a taxi And then bemoaned this story to a taxi driver. I said, what am I doing? What have I done? And in his cockney accent, he assured me he once blew off one of the uh, lead singers of Oasis in his car. It happens.
4: Wow. That was my night, man. Wow. Yeah. He one-upped you there,
3: maybe. He one-upped me. Yeah. Yeah, I love, man, those London taxi drivers. I wish I could do the accent because we had a whole talk. He asked what Prince Charles was like. I told him he was cool. He told me about the Oasis guy. And we, I was like, I blew off a model. And I think he also understood what all the listeners understand. She would have figured it out pretty quickly. <laughs> and then put her face up to my, her palm with my face again. Yeah. Unnecessary, unearned confidence. Thank you, Prince Charles. Now, King Charles for passing that on to me. He's a charming guy, though. From 30 feet away, he did not look like, I'm not going to use the word doofus, but he did not look like charming. And then when he got up, like, whoa, overwhelmed by the, what do you what? I didn't say do his physical charm. I said not a do. Maybe a little. But like just the guy has that sort of that self-belief in. Kind of like Will Brinson. Very similar. The king of CBS NFL coverage. We'll give us some royal decrees next year on CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?